how do we invest smarter? How do we really take this subject and be much more effective in it? Well, that is the subject for today's video. Uh, so let's jump in. Hi, my name is James Corsier and thank you for joining us today. And welcome to the Money Paradox podcast. That's why we're gonna go through how to invest smarter. How do we take the subject and, and make sure we're doing it in the right way? So if you're not investing right now, how do we make sure we are investing? And if we're investing already, how do we make sure we're doing it in the right way? How do we do it in the most effective way? Okay, well, there's a whole load of things we could talk through, but I'm gonna focus on three things initially. One, why do we invest? Really important question, I'm gonna cover, cover why that's important later. Uh, two, the factors that affect how we wanna be investing based on our own specific situation. And then thirdly, the different types of investments. Okay, what are the different things that are kind of on offer that we can invest in? So, first point, uh, why do we invest? Okay, well, you know, a lot of people would say, okay, well, we wanna maximize our returns, maximize the amount of money we're making from our investments, and minimize the amount of risk, uh, the, uh, the probability of us losing money, okay? So that's what the most people are focusing on when they're investing. But I'd take it a step back behind that and say, well, but why do we invest more generally? Well, we invest because of an outcome that we're trying to achieve. And for most people, that outcome is financial freedom, to, to be free from the restriction of money. And the main way we do that is to build wealth, to build a certain amount of money, uh, either you know, in total or money coming in regularly to, to maintain our life. Right? And then that gives us freedom to be able to do what we want, rather than spending a lot of time uh, making money just simply for the sake of money. Yeah. So, so it's really important always to think, well, why do we do what we do? Why do we want to do what we want to do? Well, we you know, get really clear on the outcomes that we're pursuing and work backwards. I think that's the most powerful and certainly the most effective way of doing it. And that really, really fits into this topic of today. How do we, how do we become smart about it, right? You know, instead of just kind of moving forward, uh, think, okay, I wanna, I wanna be over here, okay? Well, how do I take steps back? You know, what's that path? Uh, we'll work backwards so that now I'm where I am, I know what that first step is to, to most effectively get what I want, right? So what do we invest? Well, uh, well, it's that pot of money. So uh, if you haven't thought about it already, you know, have, a, have a clear view of, of what it is that you're working towards, how much money is it that you need uh, to become financially successful or to be financially free. Uh, the first step I always recommend for, for, for people who are pursuing this area is financial independence. And you know, that's like that first level of financial freedom. It's, it's where the money coming in, right, uh, from income that's either passive, so we don't have to do anything uh, around it, or in stuff that we would do even if we uh, didn't need to make money, right? If that money coming in is more than what we're spending, then it means essentially our lifestyle, what we're doing day to day, uh, we can maintain that without having to work to make extra money, okay? So that's, that's kind of like our goal, right? Like that's that, that first goal. And so, all right, so then if that's what we want, how do we invest specifically for that, right? Think about it, like direct, direct the effort towards exactly what it is that we want, right? So first thing is, what's that number that we need to work towards to achieve that? And then the second thing is, okay, well, if we know that number, 
well then what do we need to do to build towards that number okay well investing okay allows us to build income well, sorry build wealth more quickly because we're making money from the money that we've already made as well right we're speeding it up we're speeding it up like like a kind of an exponential curve a curve that accelerates right over time uh, how fast we're building money uh, gets get, gets quicker gets faster right and we can get there get there in, in less time right uh, and then when we've got that money what we do is we take that, that accumulation of money and we convert it into such a way that, it, that we're getting money uh, each month that covers our cost of living and that, that really is it so uh, the traditional model for kind of living a life right is we go out we work you know hard at a job and we, and we tend to do like 40 years of work and the recommendation is over those 40 years we save money we invest it sensibly and then at the end of those 40 years we retire and then hopefully our investments are in such a place that we can you know live until we uh to we to we pass away off that money that we built up right it sounds morbid but uh but that that's kind of like that's been the the mantra for for so long right well you know if that's what you want to be going for great okay be clear on that so and just know where you are so you know if you've done 10 years in your career and you want to work for 40 years well then you know you've got 30 years left 30 years to work make money to to invest that money to build that wealth towards your retirement right if, if that's what you're going for cool just get clear on it and build your your plan and the way you invest around that approach all right like that's this is really this is the core of this being smart piece now i'm of a different view okay i'm a i'm a view of this early early financial freedom early retirement right uh, to empower ourselves from a, from a younger age right uh so to do that uh we want to be we want to be getting to that to that number uh that creates that financial freedom certainly at least that first level financial freedom which is financial independence right you know covering our cost of living with the money that uh that is that is coming in from our, our investments we we want to get that as quickly as possible now if that's the case then how we're going to invest and what we're going to do around that is going to be like totally different because instead of it taking 40 years right we might want to do it in 10 years or maybe five years right if we want to be really aggressive so if that's the case then you know what we're investing in how we're investing how we approach life how we plan around this is like going to take a different course of action okay is that is that making sense yeah so you know be careful when you're listening to to content from other people or talking to other people make sure you understand where that information is coming from their perspective right is it relevant to the path that you want to take in life you might not want to take the same path to me. That's cool, all right? So, 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 you know, when you're hearing what I'm saying, make sure you're kind of like filtering it through how you want your life to be, okay? Like that's super, that's one of those like biggest things I always advocate, like empower yourself to really like own what path you want, what you want from life, you specifically, not everyone else, right? You know, uh, don't just get caught up in this, in this world of just, uh, just doing what you feel everybody else kind of expects from you because that's that's not fun right uh, it's not fun because it doesn't it's not exactly what you know what juices you what fulfills 
you, right? And I, I know, and I fundamentally believe like everybody has a different path in life, right? So, so make sure you know what yours is and that you're you're on that path. Okay. So, so mini rant over. Okay, let's get back to the question: Why do we invest? Okay, so that's why we're investing. Okay, so let's make sure that how we're investing like really fits to that. So, for example, uh, common one is invest in the stock market. Put all your money in the stock market. Well, I'll tell you, like, you know that has certain merits you know i can totally see why a lot of people recommend that well firstly if you look back in time the stock market arguably has been the best returning asset class now uh you know little little segue asset class if that means nothing to you asset class just means like a, a, a certain thing that you can put your money in to like with the expectation of making money from it it's like a type of thing you know so the stock market is like different companies that list on some kind of exchange, some kind of market, so they can like trade bits of paper or bits of their company. Uh, so you can put money in their company to, to uh, so they can use that money to, to uh, make their company hopefully better, become better in the future, become more successful, worth more, and then your bit of paper that says you own a certain percentage of that company is hopefully worth more in the future and thereby making more money, right? So the stock market, right? Uh, a lot of people say, you know, if you invest all your money in the stock market, that is the best returning asset class. Uh, why not just put all your money in there? That, you know, uh, can be a good idea, you know, if you're in a certain kind of situation that that kind of benefits. So for example, so if you think about the stock market, right? Like that, the stock market has like gone up a lot, right? When you look, look back in, in the past, you know, that you can't argue with that. But the trouble with the stock market is like, sometimes it goes up a lot. Other times it goes down a lot. You know, if you look at 2008, uh, like it crashed a lot, like it kind of halved around there. Look at 2002, 2003, again, the stock market halved. If you put your money in just before that, like, that would be painful. If you saw half of all your money uh, disappear overnight, then that would be kind of painful. Uh, and, um, and, and also certain times, it, it's taken a long time to recover. So, so if you think about, I don't know, say around like the 2008 crisis, 2002, 2003 crisis for the stock market, there were times where, you know, if you invested your money at a certain point in time, it would take 10 years to get back to the same point you were before. 10 years, 10 years to, to basically like be at zero again. And that's nominally, so nominally just means without inflation. So 10 years, you're back to the same point without factoring inflation. So really, it takes you 10 years to actually have less money than you were before, because your, your money now 10 years on is worth less, right? Because every two, every year, like two, 3% are uh, like uh, devaluation of currency tends to happen, right? Um, varies, but around that. So like, I mean, that's, that's kind of rubbish, right? Now, if you are trying to invest, uh, sorry, if you're trying to become financially free in like five, 10 years, and, and you get caught out, you're, you're putting your money in the stock market when you're in this like 10 years of like nothing happening, then that's, that's definitely not gonna work for you, right? Because your money's not gonna build up over time. And in, instead of it taking you five, 10 years, it might, might take you 20 years, right? You don't want that, because that's not what you want, okay? I mean, that's super simple and super obvious, but uh, some people don't think about it like that. You know, like really think like, what do you want? And, is what I'm doing really like best for what I want, okay? 
And uh, you know, if uh, if you take say uh, that person again, we said, who who wants to do the whole work for forty years, uh, and at the end of those forty years of work, come to retirement, and then spend the money you know until they die uh, that they built up. Right. Well, if you're working for forty years, you're not going to touch that money for forty years. Well, in the stock market, it's actually probably a, quite a good idea. It's probably quite a good thing to invest in because, because over those 40 years, it's such a long period of time that you're going to avoid any of these really long um, bad periods. And, and over that like, long period of time, it's going to net out and you're still going to get those, those like, long-term averages uh, what, that people quote when they quote about returns in the stock market. Okay? So you can see like two different people, two different situations. Uh, one situation, investing all in the stock market is probably a really bad idea. And for the other person, it's probably like, you know, probably quite a good idea, right? Now, you might fit into one of those categories, you might fit into neither of those categories, okay? But that hopefully explains the point. And, you know, this happened to me, okay? You know, like I've invested in very different things in the past, and some of those things were quite risky. Uh, and yes, they brought in good returns, and, and, I, and I, you know, I had a pretty good confidence they would bring in good good returns in the long run but you know in certain times they, they like really suck they they went down a lot and uh, and then I realized actually I, I kind of need access to this money I, I need to put this money into certain other things uh, for what was going on for me at the time and and then I was like ah, like I kind of need to take this money out but I don't want to because it's kind of gone down and I was in this really like difficult situation right so you don't want to be in that situation all right learn from my mistake and, and make sure and make sure you're putting your investments in something that makes sense for you. Okay, all right. The other thing is, if you look at the stock market, right? The stock market brings some pretty good returns, but uh, but the ups and downs are like super super uh, super regular and also like quite aggressive, right? They go up and down a lot. So you you'd use the word volatile, right? If that means anything to you. Volatile means just like huge variance, right? It goes up and down a lot. And you know, for a lot of people, that movement up and down can be super painful, because if you're seeing your money going up and down, like such, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot each day, each week, each month, or whatever, then uh, you know, it can kind of be a bit destabilizing, right? So even if you know you're gonna, you, you're not gonna touch it for forty years, if you're seeing your investments go uh, go like down fifty percent in like a year, then it doesn't. You know, it doesn't matter how long you you know you know all the like, the rules and stuff that you know and what, how you feel about the stock market generally. In that period, right there, like that feels painful. So kind of it's like know yourself, right? Like if if that's gonna like make you have sleepless nights and like stress you out at the time uh, when that's playing out, then maybe the stock market's not for you, right? Like just kind of own that. Yeah, even though everyone's talking about it, maybe don't invest in the stock market, or at least maybe change your mindset and your psychology so you can handle it, right, before you start kind of throwing some serious cash into the stock market, all right? Uh, cool, all right, I'll leave it there. Uh, right, so let's move on to the second point, which is investing factors, okay? Uh, if I can find it. You know, talked about this quite a bit already, but I'm gonna build it out in a bit more kind of clear way. These are the kind of things that you need to be thinking about uh, as part of deciding what you invest in, based on your own situation. So one is you know, your risk appetite, like how much are you up for taking risk? 
it kind of close to what I said before. If you like the idea of like uh, putting your money into something and potentially getting a really high re return, but uh, but you know like you might lose money, you might lose quite a bit of money, uh, and that's okay for you. Like the whole like kind of around that, it's kind of exciting, and you can kind of handle that. Cool. Then you know you can invest in things that may have that high risk around it. Uh, or if you are just not that kind of person and you just get like super stressed out when things start moving all over the place, then maybe certain things like the stock market maybe, like cryptocurrencies as an example, maybe like you wanna kind of like stay clear of those because, because they're gonna stress you out. They're gonna like take time and energy um, uh, and really kind of, get, kind of get you in a funk. It's kind of gonna stop you being able to live your life and do all these other cool stuff that you, that you wanna do, right? Second one is age. So how old are you, right? And how, uh, how long have you got left to, to invest? Similar to what we were talking about before. You know, if you're 20 listening to this and you know, you wanna retire at 60, cool, you got, you got 50 years to plug away, right? To, to play around and kind of test and experiment in this world of investing. Uh, so you, you've got more slack to run with. You know, if you're maybe 40 you know, and uh, you've got a family, and you know you want to be retiring that's kind of like five ten years then you know you want to be thinking about things differently you want to be you want to be playing a little bit safer um, um and you want to be kind of really clear about what that plan is and and being more realistic around what you can achieve around those kind of time frames all right uh next is what your areas of passion are right so for me i love this subject i love to invest i love to learn about the subject I mean, it juices me. Like, I mean, I, I love this stuff. I do it for fun. I know, that's weird. I know, I'm weird. Uh, but hey, you can learn You can learn from me, right? That's the plus, that's the silver lining, right? Um, so, um, so, so on that subject, okay, I love the subject of investing. So, you know, so I can be a bit more adventurous in this area. I can like invest in different things, yeah? Um, I can spend more time doing it because like I enjoy it, I get kicks from it. Uh, and then in particular, there'll be certain things that I enjoy uh, in investing, like property. I mean, that's just like, I enjoy investing in property and like dealing with the problems that come up with uh, property and investing in different types of things and just all the stuff around it. I just, I enjoy it, yeah? Uh, I'm strange like that. <laughs> so I invest in property because it makes sense for me. But you know, if, if you don't enjoy investing in property, you like the idea of like um, tenants and uh, having to like clean up a place and looking at contracts and, and uh, dealing with lawyers and brokers and all of this stuff. If like, even me just mentioning that kind of gives you like the chills and makes you wanna like go to sleep, get wasted, I don't know, whatever. If, if, if that's wanting you to run a mile, then like don't invest in property. Right? I mean, I mean again, it, it sounds kind of kind of stupid to say, but I see this all the time. Like, man, people are like, yeah. So James, I, I want to invest in property. You invest in property. How do I do it? And I say, well, okay, cool. All right. So I'm hearing that, and I can help you with that. But help me understand. Like, do you do you like enjoy property? Do you? I mean, would you invest in it if you didn't need to make money? Um, like. Uh, you know, if I, I like name a few different things, I mean, does that kind of sound fun to you? Like, pff, nah, it sounds really boring actually. Like, that's why I certainly enjoy property. Well, I'm saying, well, why do you want to invest here? And it's like, oh, you know, I know all these people, they invest in it. Um, and then they seem to be making money from it. 
Like, yeah, you're right, they do. But I mean, they do because they're consistently working on it uh, and learning about it and making sure they're applying, you know, kind of applying the efforts and thoughts to, to do well in the area. And then from that, they're becoming successful, right? And if you don't have the temperament and interest to, to get to that same place, then you're probably not gonna get those returns. You're probably not gonna do well in that area, right? So you know, think about it. What is it that you like generally? Um, and how can that apply to investing? How can that help influence what you invest in? And if you're say, sitting there thinking, to be honest, James, like, I mean, I just don't like investing. Like the whole subject just sounds like super snooze to me. Uh, property, stock markets, bonds. I mean, I, I don't even know what those words mean. Right? Like, to be honest, I'd rather just like watch Netflix or like go out to the pub and have, have a drink, you know? I, I mean, I, I get it. Like, I, to be honest, I think a lot of people are like that. I think, you know, I think, you know, probably the majority of people just don't really enjoy the subject. Now I'll say two things to that. One is, that's cool. If you don't enjoy the subject of investing, then like see it for what it is. See it for, like, this is not something you enjoy spending your time with. So what you wanna do is you wanna come up with a way that allows you to invest successfully with like the least amount of time, effort, you, you can do it in a safe way while like, you know, only knowing a certain foundational level of, of, of knowledge, right? If you invest in something that you need to kind of stay abreast on like what's going on. So if you invest in like particular stocks, right? Or say like Bitcoin, <coughs> then, then to do that, you need to like regularly check the news, check what's going on, make sure that what you're invested in is, is like, still a good investment you know a week from now a month from now a year from now yeah makes sense so if you don't really want to spend that time doing that well then like that's a bad idea right because uh, you're either going to do it and hate it or you're not going to do it and then then you might be uh you know a, six months from now you might that might be like a bad investment idea bad, bad investment choice so pick then something that that you don't need to do it right so I mean, I talked about in a previous video, this like evergreen concept. And so if you think about an evergreen tree, it's always green, right? All four seasons. Uh, so if you think about an investment approach that regardless of what's going on in the economy or the situation more generally, that it's always gonna, you know, in the medium term do well, it may not be like crazy good returns, but it will like do well, uh, then like that's a, that's a good approach because you're not having to constantly check is the economy doing well, is it not? Is, it, you know, is inflation going up? Um, you know, is the new politician coming in going you know, to somehow change it? Like, you don't need to worry about that. It's kind of like um, resistance to that. Like, that's, that's a good way of investing, okay? Well, the second thing I'd say is, and if you don't enjoy the subject of investing, then I'll kind of maybe just challenge you on that one. Like, you know, why don't you in, enjoy it? Like, I, back in the day, I used to, I used to math tutor, right? I know, I know, former life, crazy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was like super, I was like at uh, secondary school. And, uh, you know, I, I choose maths to people and like people of like all shapes and sizes. And, uh, <laughs> all shapes and sizes. Sorry, I'm laughing on my own jays. That's probably not a good thing, sign of madness. Uh, <laughs> um, you know what, like the amount of people that used to come to, most people that I tutored came to me and they like hated maths, they like thought they sucked at it and they came because they needed to, to turn it around and to do well. 
right? And they knew that was important for them. And so they came to say, James, look, just get me a pass. Just make sure I pass this subject because like, I hate it, it sucks. But, uh, but then what, what, what tended to happen as I understand their situation, like why they were kind of rubbish at maths, like where their areas um, uh, were, were not good, what bits of maths that they like, did like, you know, their history, like, like how this all kind of came to be. Like the majority of the times, what happened was, at some point in time, uh, they, they, uh, they, they like kind of hit a wall with maths, either because they had a bad uh, teacher, they had like a big period of time off, and they had some like issues going on at home or something, which meant they weren't learning maths. Maths is foundational. So, so after that, every bit of maths afterwards kind of became hard or just, or just didn't make sense to them. So, so kind of maths from that point just started to get harder and harder and more overwhelming. And so then, you know, then they kind of came to me and thinking like maths just is a super difficult subject. But then when I kind of went back, understood what that was and blocked it and helped them like learn the things uh, that they didn't know, and kind of get them back to that level. Then one, they realized that they actually could learn maths and two, like they kind of enjoyed it. You know, we often enjoy the things that we're good at, right? So if we learn something uh, and then like, uh, we then like, find something that's useful out and then that like benefits us, then we enjoy learning that thing because it gives us a benefit back, right? You know, we often enjoy playing the sports that, that like we do well in, that, uh, that brings benefit to our life, right? Uh, so it's kind of, it's like kind of crazy feedback loop. So, so if we think about investing, if, if you're sitting there thinking like, I'm, I'm rubbish at investing, I hate the subject, it's super boring. Um, and then you like, you know, you, you, you hear the subject and it kind of confuses you, it doesn't make sense, it reminds you that you're like bad in this area, that you're like not doing well financially, then, then what happens is you have this like deep-seated association between investing and like negativity, like bad things. So every time that happens, it like reinforces this, this concept of you like not like investing. Whereas if you change that, and you know, like you learning things that you like understand that make sense to you, finds like like interesting, uh, that you learn things and you apply and you get benefit, you like you make money from it, uh, then you're like awesome, like I'm spending time on this thing and it's like bringing a benefit. I'm like, I feel better, I'm getting better results in my life. Then what will happen is you will like start to enjoy the subject of investing. And you're probably saying, like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like, I mean, like this is true, I mean, I, I see this like time and time again with people I work with and from, from stories that I've heard. Uh, it, it, like this just is true. It's true, true in the area of investing and it's in true in any area of life. Think about other areas of your life, you will probably see this having uh, played out. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is one, if you don't like the subject of investing, that's cool. Just make sure you do it in a way that um, you can kind of like minimize the amount of demand and time it has on you and the amount of stress it has on you. But in addition to that, like just because you don't enjoy investing right now doesn't mean you have to like not enjoy it for the rest of your life. You definitely can get into a situation where you do enjoy it and, and then be able to spend time on the subject, having fun and getting awesome results from it. So uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave it there. Um, and moving on, uh, capacity, kind of related, is how much time do you have? 
you know, there's different resources that we can pull on. And depending on your situation, those resources might be scarce or abundant. So if you're like time poor, right, but you're money rich, then, you know, then you're going to invest in a certain way. You're going to invest in ways where you can get, you know, get reliable returns on the money that you have, but without having to spend like loads of time doing it. Or maybe it's the other way around. You've got loads of time, you've got no job, uh, or you've got a part-time job, uh, but you haven't got very much money. Yeah. So then, you know, you want to invest in a different way where, you know, it takes more time uh, and effort to, 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 uh, to invest in a certain way, but, uh, but it, you know, it gets you higher returns. You can get more kind of money from that, you know, smaller amount of money that you have. Okay. And then lastly, your planned financial freedom date. So the date in which you want to be financially freedom, uh, be financially free by, right? Like if it's at like retirement age of 65, 70 or whatever, then cool, you know, and that's a long way off, then work towards that. If it's as quickly as possible, or five, 10 years, then, uh, then you know, change it based on that, okay? So I'll leave it there, um, you know, I mean, I'll just kind of quickly talk about some of the types of investments. We talked about the stock market, talked about cryptocurrencies, didn't we? We talked about property or real estate. Um, you know, we talked about uh, some, no, I think they were the main things we talked about, right? Uh, but you know, some other areas like, you know, you can invest in gold, say for example, that's one that, that's super popular. Bonds, like government bonds or like corporate bonds. Uh, and, and we will go through those different types of investments in a bit more detail in the next video and how those differ. Like what, what are the, the kind of pros and cons and the differences between them, all right? So that's it for me today. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, please do like the video. If, um, if you want to give me some feedback, let me know, uh, you know what you'd like to see in the future, any future content or things you'd like to see me do differently in future videos, chuck it in the comments, let me know. I'll be more than happy to, to, to talk about that in future videos. Uh, if you uh, enjoyed it and you think someone else that you know would benefit from this video or other videos that I've done, then share them, share them away. Um, you know, I, and the main reason I'm doing this is to make sure you are getting the most benefit and value from these videos. Also, that it's hitting as many people as possible. So the more you're able to share, the better I'm able to do that. You know, if you really found this information useful and you want to reciprocate, you want to kind of, um, uh, you want to kind of thank me uh, for, for providing this information, then you know, then that's the way you can do it. Like, comment, and share like that. That would mean the world to me. So I hope you enjoyed this video. That's all from me. Take care and see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.